Hello and welcome to the final episode of the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. It was it was a good run. Um, Crazy. Joining me today to talk about this incredible episode of Succession, Connor's wedding. He may be visually aggravating, but he says he's the best airplane medicine expert. It's Abube. Abube, how are you doing? If I go into I, I just want to apologize for not getting to the plane in time. Um, I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't have wings. I all I could do was get to Teterboro, and you know they took their time getting back. Kept trying. They had to use Carl's guy. They had to use Carl's guy every day. Carl's guy. That's that's really bad. That's really bad of you. I told you Carl would have some pivotal role to play. I said it all those years ago. I said it. <laughs> okay, so anyone who's obviously watched Succession this week's episode, you know we have a lot of things to get into. So, or one big thing, depending on how you prioritize. Well, yeah, actually, yeah, it's really, it's really just one big thing as we we're talking about before we started recording. Um, quickly, guys, we are talking about basically any show you're watching right now: Yellow Jackets, The Mandalorian, Ted Lasso. So please, please check them out on our feed. Please, please rate and review us on whatever platform you're listening on. That really, really helps us beat the the algorithm. Um, one final thing before we start going into succession. Um. Oh, actually, two final things, but let, let me start with the first one. First of all, guys, um, obviously this episode is coming out later than normal. We didn't receive advanced screeners for this episode, as you can obviously understand why. Um, but as we mentioned previously on previous episodes, some episodes we won't get screeners, so those episodes will come, come out a bit later than normal, but we always try to get them out as soon as we can. When we do receive screeners, don't worry, those will be out immediately. Um... Quickly, the final thing, I want to quickly shout out a friend of mine. Most people listen to this podcast, you guys will know who I'm talking about. Uh, Hilary, I require his his handle is Hills, H-I-L-Z-18 on Instagram. Oh boy. Um, he basically dared me that I wouldn't do this. So here I am doing it, talking about him on the podcast. Um, so girls, check him out on Instagram, H-I-L-Z-18 on Instagram. I can't say if he's single, not because I don't know, but I don't know what lie he's telling girls these days. So, um, just, oh, I don't know, <laughs> check him out, DM him. I don't, I just like, yeah, feel free. He's, he's, people say he's a good looking guy. Not me, but people say so. Uh, yeah. So Hillary, yeah. Hopefully you get some DMs. Okay. He really thought you were going to do that. That's funny. <laughs> he, he angered me and I was like, what? form of retribution do i have the only power i have over me over him is i have a podcast right i'm not going to fight him because we're almost 30 and <laughs> if you guys know hillary i can't get in a like a word battle with him because he will destroy me so i was like what do i actually have what can i do and i was like you know what i can talk about him on the podcast to our five listeners that's what that's what i can do and here we are okay um <laughs> let's talk about succession let's succession episode three season four titled See, Obira's thing has got in my head now. I never say that say it like that. Um, so there's on season four, episode three, titled Connor's Wedding, written by Jesse Armstrong and directed by Mark Mylord. Good team. Everybody, they did it. The fucking bastards did they it. Really did it. Um Can I give you a bit of like insight into my headspace? Please. So we were told, I think on Tuesday or Wednesday last week, that we weren't getting screeners for this episode. Yeah, it was Wednesday. So yeah, I mean, so as someone who, like, does podcasts, watches a lot of TV, I was like, listens to interviews, like, okay, obviously something big is happening, right? Yeah. And then, these fucking people, HBO, I love you, thank you for giving us screeners, but you did send me into a spiral for like five days, because I'm thinking about 
every possible thing that could happen. And I'm yeah. always thinking, I'm like, fuck, they're going to kill Logan. Fuck, they're going to kill Logan. Fuck, they're going to kill Logan. Because I was like, that's what's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. So much so that, <laughs> this is never a joke, I had two different dreams last night about Logan dying. This <laughs> that's how stressed you were. <laughs> and I was like, I kept on telling myself that no, that's not that's not what they're gonna do. That's not gonna because obviously, as you guys know, I think it was the first episode I said I don't think like this show ends with Logan dying. I just or at least that they would telegraph it, you know. Yes. But then, which I guess we can talk about it now, we'll talk about it a bit later as well. But like, but then him dying in episode three is like obviously surprising, but also exactly in line with what I was thinking. I was like, this show is not gonna he's not gonna die in episode nine or ten. That's not the show they are telling. It's the most succession thing they could have done, you know. Yeah, Um, like him dying in episode three is which is I'll talk about in a second because it's a very, very, very interesting creative decision. Anyway, yeah, yeah, so I maybe I said when I get some screeners, I've just been thinking that Logan is gonna die. And then I just kept on thinking I was hoping for something else and then I had my dreams last night. So much so that I just I woke up and I was like, fuck it, let me just watch succession. Like I I can't I can't go back to sleep anymore. So um yeah, and then obviously you watch the episode and then Shiv is wearing a black suit to her brother's wedding. I was like, oh uh, that's, yeah. That's that's yeah. that's like first of all, why, sis? Like that was such a weird thing to do in general. It's like, are you going to a funeral? Are you the event planner? Like <laughs> your brother is getting married. I don't know. with the whole screen screeners thing, I you know, thankfully we do have um, more than three people who who listen to us have these discussions weekly, right? So mm-hmm. I told a couple of them that, hey, you know, the episode is going to be a little later than usual. I'm guessing something's going to be happening because, as you said, when they suddenly take away screeners, it's typically towards the end of the season when mm-hmm. when plot points that they're just not comfortable leaking at all um, are going to come into the in, into play. Yeah, like you don't expect to get a season finale screener. You just don't. Yeah, so yeah, mm-hmm. we, in episode three, that's obviously a very weird thing to happen. So then you're thinking, is it that something of season-ending proportions is is going to happen? But then you're like, nah, you know, what are they going to do? That's why it's hard. For, it was hard for us to figure out what they might be planning to do with this episode because you're thinking there's no way they're going to do something like that this close. Because even if they don't do it at the end, would it really happen in episode three rather than, say, yeah. episode six or seven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So Jesse Armstrong obviously is not immune to the idea of, like, shock value. Uh, he mm-hmm. is a TV writer after all. There, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. there is some level of like, I want to have fun with people despite him being, you know, basically a genius at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did consider that, but I guess as he would say, the more noble thing is what if we examined what actually happened or what could happen after this person dies? Because no matter how you think about it, Logan Roy is the center of this show. He is the one person that everybody makes the decisions around, even in scenes where, you know, whatever is happening might be happening. He's hardly ever looking at people, giving them eye contact, right? He's hardly ever, like, he's so powerful that everything revolves around him. He, he mm-hmm. gives out eye contact more as a form of quick acknowledgement or as a reward to make people feel seen. He's hardly ever paying much attention. Uh, Meanwhile, oh, every. Like a- or like an insult, like what, yeah, exactly. Like, why, 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 why would you say e- that? Exactly. Yeah. So you, when he, when he, when he looks you in the eyes, you really feel it. Mm-hmm. But as a contrast, everyone is always looking at him. He is constantly in the center of everyone's universe. And when somebody like that leaves a show, when an actor like Brian Cox <laughs> leaves a show, I mean, mm-hmm. there's going to mm-hmm. be such a huge gap. So this is exciting on some level because it's like, what could they possibly have cooking that they feel <laughs> confident getting rid of Brian Cox? You know, it, it's 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 very weird because, you know, Jesse has also said that, you know, the truth is, at, at the end of the day, 
this show is called, called succession. succession. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. At the end of the day, there has to be some kind of succession. And yeah. I'm pretty sure, I mean, he said this in an interview with, with The New Yorker. I think it only makes sense that we would see, you know, how people would react to him suddenly leaving. I think mm-hmm. it's very telling that, you know, they, there was all this back and forth regarding Jerry, who I feel many people have forgotten is on paper the actual successor to Logan. <laughs> <laughs> True, I forgot about that. Yeah, so and they, they didn't fire her in time to change that. So right now, I feel like a lot of people are going to have to contend with Jerry and whatever she's put in place. Yeah. Um, that's number one. And number two is it's also a matter of, you know, like, like we said, it, um, or as we discussed in the, the war room we did before the season started, it's almost as though the only way that Log- like Logan's not going to give away control. So the only way that could happen is if he literally he died mm-hmm. and everybody else had to kind of fight for it. So now we, we, it's almost as if this is where succession starts. Like we've been watching yeah. a three season prequel yeah. to get to know these characters. Like we could, we could honestly just like give somebody who's never watched Succession the show and say, start here. The family, the patriarch just died. Like mm. literally the patriarch of this family just died. And now somebody's going to take over. Yeah. And then that person would essentially see how everything goes from this point and they would have some context, but we have all the context because now we know who everyone is and what they might do. And that's where the surprises are going to come from. Yeah. So I find that as such an interesting choice because now we have almost a full season of the actual succession. Yeah, it's almost like it's an open secret that obviously uh, Logan was meant to die towards the end of the first season. That was kind yeah. of like the original, original idea. That was your plan, show. yeah. Yeah, so it's almost like whatever happens now in the next seven episodes was what was meant to happen in every season after season one, uh-huh. kind of like in the original yeah. pit. Um, we're going to get back to that noble reason you mentioned about how what happens after logan dies because i think mm-hmm. i think it's what really excites me i think it's like the creatively exciting thing about logan dying in episode three which is why i didn't think it was going to die in final episodes but before that i'll talk about like just like you said logan being the main character because i wasn't on last week's episode with you and james and i was gonna like mention because it was on my kind of like my early notes i was gonna ask you guys who do you think is the main ca- who is the main character of succession like obviously i think most people be like oh it's kendall obviously like zero james strong has shot out of canon he's been the guy that's like gets all the fan love i was like watching that i was like oh logan is the main character like yep. this show is about logan roy it's not ab- like if jeremy strong wasn't the actor he might be a supporting actor right like that yeah. character might be a supporting character like this show is about logan and then you're not you're not like oh we've killed Killed our main character. Like, we've Ned Stark, Logan Roy. That's it. Killed our main character. You said it because yeah, because like Jeremy is more like maybe the emotional heart of the show for a lot of fans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Logan is is sort of what every decision every character makes um, goes through. So like he is basically the source of every domino effect, yeah. and that makes him the main character essentially, at least on a tech in a technical sense. Yeah. That being said, if Hadrian's question can do some like voter fraud and put brian cox in supporting actor for this season i would very much appreciate that so that we can get him the emmy because he's going to be in three episodes out of ten that's not a lead number but i feel like they're still going to pay him though because I, I listened to him um kind of talk yeah about i don't this. know i don't know if that's how they judge that's what why would they pay why would they pay him for i don't for know not acting? brian cox was saying yeah i'm fine with it this is a great decision as long as you keep paying me and then he laughed i mean he was saying this to he was probably joking he was probably joking about that but he did say he had a lot of respect for jesse he called him a genius and he says he has even more respect for him now for deciding to end this show because 
this show could have honestly gone on the way they write, they probably could have done at least six seasons. I would say the show had maybe more than five, like five or six seasons. Oh, yeah. I mean, like Jesse said it, and obviously no shade to like Showtime, the channel. Um, <laughs> we are very much enjoying Paramount Plus and Showtime's Yellow Jackets. But Showtime is a channel that has really pushed a lot of their shows to go long season. You're talking about, you're talking about like Ray Donovan and Homeland and things like that, right? And billions. I'm maybe sorry. even billions, <laughs> right. So there's a version of, I was, it was again, thinking of last week's episode, there's a version of um, Succession that is multiple seasons of the first 45 minutes of last week's episode, mm-hmm. right? The fun part. But then when you get to the last thing, I was like, oh no, this is, this, this is why the show has to end. Because it's telling a story about this family and their trauma and their, their cycle of abuse. And you can't tell that for 10 seasons. Like this show has to end because of the, that karaoke scene in last week's episode. It has a sell-by date. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, you can, you can do six seasons of, of Greg saying he looks like if Jaws, if, if people in the town worked for Jaws. Like, it, you can do that. But then, like you said, some episodes will be good, some episodes will be bad. They want to do it properly. Um, did you cry during this episode? I did not. Though I probably was on the verge of it. I think I think on some level, crying for me would involve a level of sadness. And I don't think I mm. felt sadness until maybe towards the end. I think for most of the episode, I was actually in shock. I was like, wow, they did it. Yeah, I was in shock because like no, not just when not Tom just on, calls Roman. I think yeah. I gasped. I was like, oh, they're actually about to do this, aren't they? Yeah, like the thing is, I wasn't even just in shock on that level of the, you know, viewer analyst. I was just just on the level of somebody who is so immersed in this action because the actors are so good like just somebody who was who's ostensibly like a person that knows the roy i'm just like no way this man is that i was and and you just think you think about all the signs even the fact that shiv was like why didn't you come and tell me but if she had just answered tom's two or three Mm -hmm. phone calls she would have had that chance and should have spoken first yeah that that is crazy actors and emmys can we emmys can we can we create new categories? Just please, because... We might as well. <laughs> because Jeremy needs an Emmy for this performance. 100%. Kieran needs an Emmy for this performance. Sarah oh, needs an Kieran Emmy for this was performance. eating. Uh, Sarah. Kieran was Sarah, Sarah, my God. Oh, man. Like, just, like Kieran, I'm not, I'm not trying to take anything. I'm like, like, the fact... Because we see Sarah Alan go Rock, from... Man. We see Sarah go from, what do you call it? Um, Thank you for making me do that. To like being in full tears in one take straight like it's it's there's no cut but that is her literal transition in real time yeah. and i was just i was just in awe and then rock's performance like you said like everyone's posture changes in this episode like when alan rock is walking to the secluded space he he's hunched and slanting it in a very is, weird yeah, position in a very weird way yeah K- kieran is hunched when he's over the phone like obviously jeremy has has been here before <laughs> in terms of this kind of material but again he's just like he's just so good like the, the four of them are just so good i don't want to take away from like the people peter Friedman, david rasher like um dagmara who's just like fuck this shit i'm going back home after tonight this is a job for me frank carl um, carolina matthew yeah. of course like it's just like like that moment when frank hits the like the cockpit i felt that like, that was great I was just like this is that was like this has been my friend for 40 plus yeah like longer than you guys were born yeah longer than you guys have been alive sorry this is yeah, like look, the act, and as I was thinking, obviously, he's like Kendall. Listen to me, like I, I just that that was that was just so well portrayed. 
there'll be a lot of comparisons this episode, not in terms of like direct comparison, but just like um, upper echelon things of like um, Ozymandias, the suitcase yeah. from Mad Men, like every show's kind of like breakout. Ep- no, not actually, breakout. I actually like, have one too. This this look here reminded me of the Red Wedding because yeah, obviously, yeah, this, <laughs> I had this feeling that more people were going to die for some reason, especially when Fair. Kendall started walking towards water. I said, please, just please, please. <laughs> I don't know what this episode is turning into. <laughs> but I think my thing is that all those other shows, episodes, whatever, I feel like there's maybe one, two breakout performance. Mm-hmm. Like Ozymandias is really just Brian Cranston, just cooking for, for the entire episode, right? I don't think I can remember a show on this level with an episode of this level with so many people just doing incredible work so much like nuance just in incredible the work across the board it was just uh, uh, yeah i was just like and one thing i was just on the mind was just like they've unlocked so now they've unlocked jeremy because another thing is that kendall has taken it back to this this first two episodes right he's been having fun and even watching on my rewatch seeing where kendall starts this episode where he's like surprising roman and when yeah. he ends up i was like jesus christ and then he becomes big brother such again. a great episode of tv so, uh, yeah, they've unlocked Roman for the rest of the season. I don't, um, sorry, they've unlocked Kendall, but we'll get into that in a second. Um, the reason I was asking if you cried, because a lot of people have said they cried. Uh, not to blow up her spot, but Priscilla messaged me and said that she cried. And I, I'm beginning to feel bad because I don't cry at media. So, so I now I'm beginning, I, I'm beginning I to feel like... I was really on the verge. Like, I was, I was, I was low-key losing my mind because the truth is, the directing was amazing. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. to kind of get into that... Um, a few days ago, I was just watching some of the, like the presses for, for this yeah. final season. But I noticed that there are quite a few extended interviews as well. And in one of them, Karen Culkin is talking about something that he and Mark Myler did, where mm-hmm. like, you know, they did something big in one take. He said he can't talk about what it is. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I guess at some point we'll see it. But as soon as this happened, I immediately understood it. Because what they did for this episode was they did everything the normal way. They spent like five or six days filming all the individual yeah. parts of the main chunk of like the information dissemination yeah. that the happens big, here. like 30 minute section in the yes yeah. yeah and it's like a 28 page scene and then kieran had well kieran credits mark with it mark credits kill it's a very I'm, funny back and forth going i'm off. gonna credit both and they said okay what if we just did everything all at once mm-hmm. and they and they did they did a 28 like how do i put this to kind of give it context you you can you can spend like maybe like a day or two shooting like two or three pages of a script in a film, mm-hmm. like in a, mm-hmm. in a feature film. This is TV, right? This is TV and it's 28 pages. There is a lot of dialogue. Succession's par- probably is its best act- asset other than just the character fleshing out is the dialogue. And that dialogue works well because of those characters. And the truth is they nailed this so well that I don't even know where to start. Like I was watching this thinking, I'm going to come here and sit down and we're going to talk and we'll just be looking at each other. Like, what do we even, like there's this. Well, like I told you before we started recording, I didn't have like the kind of notes I normally have. Cause I was just like, where do we start? What do we start with? Because even on a technical, in a technical sense, right? Mm -hmm. Because I really, I really like cameras. I've I've done a lot of, of filming, right? In my own time. And they shoot succession on film for the most part. Mm-hmm. That, that's one of the reasons it has th- this iconic, beautiful look that it has, right? Even if you have like, I don't know, like, le- le- I don't know. <laughs> Let's just call it the longest, the longest like roll of film that is available. Mm-hmm. That really can only shoot for 10 minutes at a time. Now, yeah. succession typically is shot in this like pseudo gorilla style where 
you have like one or two, maybe three cameras coming at the same thing from different angles out of each other's view, which is yeah. why they're able to cut so quickly. And then they have all those like flash zooms that make everything feel so funny, so real, so immersive, right? Basically, they kept doing that and they started them all at different times so that when one camera is running out, they can switch to the other camera and then switch its role of film and then yeah. continue filming. So basically, there would always be at least one camera rolling. Filming, so yeah. in order to film for this like, maybe 30 minutes or so, they had to have that going at all times on a boat, <laughs> right? And according to Mark Mylod, a crazy, like you wouldn't even expect how much, like the crazy chunk of all that, of that one shot take fell into this episode. And like, yeah. that, is, that, that, that is just amazing to me. I, if, if, it made everything feel so real. The, the whole experience of processing the information for the viewer. In real time, yeah. I remember seeing the Sarah Sarah Snook interview and she was like, there's a there's a scene that they do it in one take 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And in my she head, I was about like, it too. Yeah, so that's a bit weird because that's not succession style. Yeah. But I know, like, it's a bit weird to have a one take 30 minute sequence. Like, mm-hmm. that would feel weird in the show. But obviously, then you now see how it's done. And I, I remembered immediately. So I don't even know if you even know this, but Better Call Saul, the final season yeah. for the, again, the people that were here for Better Call Saul, the final season, Jimmy and Kim's breakup. Apparently, they shot that in one take. Well, obviously, in the episode, it's edited. Mm-hmm. But they shot that in one take, kind of like for the same reason. Like, so, episode that you feel the emotions start from zero to a hundred. So, from the moment, like, was it Jimmy walks in? Yeah, from when Jimmy walks in to the point when, like, Kim walks back into her room uh-huh. and closes the door. That was, and that's. That's what that's almost ten minutes, isn't it? I think. Yeah. So it's a, yeah. So they shot that in one take, but then it's not edited like that. It's cut. But they shot that in one take just to help the performance. And I think that was obviously the same thing that happens happens here because it's not they're not shooting in one take. Like oh, let's be flashy and show that we've done it in one take in the final edit. But again, if you know me, I'm all for that. I like I like being flashy. But then they're doing it to help the performance. They're doing it for the storytelling yeah. to to not just have to come in and be crying and come out and be happy again. Even though apparently Sarah is, is very good at that. Um, yeah, okay. Um, I want to just... Maybe I should leave this for the end, actually. Okay, let's... I want to talk, okay, actually, I have some, like, four or five lines that just really... Even though I didn't cry, they just really broke my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I was mentioning about not crying, and I was... Yeah, I begin to feel like like Roman at, at Shiv's wedding, doing his toast, and he's like, I don't feel anything. I'm beginning to wonder if I, I feel, maybe I should feel so... I feel like, why am I not crying at these things? Um... When Kendall says Shivy honey, like trying to, to get Shiv. Yeah. Heart begin to break. My heart is okay. beginning to break. I'll, I'll when when Shiv is like mess- talking to Tom on the phone. Yeah. And then he's like, I don't know, honey. I'm just like, oh, this is mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Then Shiv replies to him, Are you just being nice to me? And I was like, Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. I was like, Oh my God. This is hit after this hit. Is like, painful. Straight for the jugular, these writers, man. And I didn't hear this the first time, but like when. Kendall is like, to Jess, my dad is dying. I just need facts. Um, I'm just going to give you the facts. Jess says, are you okay on the other end? And I didn't hear that the first time. And look, we haven't had Jess Connor this season, but I was like, oh, that's... Do you know the one that got she's like, she's, she's taking all the, all the notes, but she's like, are you okay? What was the one I got you? Uh, when Connor's initial response uh, is, he never even liked me. Hey, uh, God. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, I didn't. I didn't want to put that there because it was too obvious and too painful. But yeah, that, that yeah, one was just like, like 
it's like uh-huh no it's, it's okay. the way it's like okay huh. so so is he is he dead like that's such like a like the older brother thing to do is like mm-hmm. okay I, he's he's still the in the mode of me, i yeah. need to take yeah, yeah. care of everybody else and then all of a sudden like you can see connor like you can see his walls breaking down little by little right mm-hmm. and then he gets to the point where he now starts to process wait this is happening on the day i'm getting married oh yeah. Right. You can you can see when he actually starts to physically manifest that realization, and I think that's so crazy. And it's all um, it's not just the performances that do that. It's 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 the writing. Like, what does it say about the writing and us as viewers and of Logan as a character that when this started, I'm sure most of us thought it was a sick joke, <laughs> like some type of trick, right? The writing is just amazing for that because the way Tom starts with your dad is sick. I mean, mm-hmm. we we as viewers were like just as confused as anyone would be in that situation like Roman but also like, we've had the Pissmad last we have had the Pissmad King last season we thought okay maybe maybe he could make it out of this again like yeah oh, like gosh. you don't really think it's gonna happen until you're like oh okay it's gonna happen it's gonna like it's gonna actually happen isn't yeah it? there were so many unspoken moments like one of the reasons like I don't have I mean I have a bunch of moments as well um in terms of lines like for example um after everything that has happened, I know I, I'd like to get into Ruben and Jerry um, a little bit later, but there's this moment towards the end of the episode where after everything that's happened between them in the episode, he's cr- essentially trying to cry out for help and she just mm. leaves him there. She just walks away. That yeah. was, that felt so brutal. Yeah. And that line and the corner line for me really, really did it. But there were also some unspoken moments, like after the press conference where, um, shiv hugs tom because like she really needs that Mm -hmm. and despite everything that's happening she does love him but then they have to kind of get back into character so they go away there's the fact that like roman is the one person in the group who's like i need to see this to believe it which is why he's the only one that goes to see the body right Mm -hmm. and the others kind of just go and they go their separate ways i don't know if that's like an effect of luxury like because most families they'd be going to the same place after something like this to kind of be together but these guys don't want that right but then another big one (laughs) Another big one was when they show everyone leaving and they just show Colin looking shook. Colin was sad. <laughs> Man, Colin, like that Colin actually, was... without a single but, but word. But he was his best pal. He was his best pal. He was his best pal. I don't think he even realized that he was his best pal. <laughs> like, Because he, he, he was like, literally, he's like, okay, what am I going to do now? This is the person I spend the most time with on this planet. Right. And mm. this is also my purpose in life because my only job is making sure he doesn't get shot. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, two things, two quick things. So, when I started be- believing that Logan was going to die, as in before this episode, mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be like a shooting because I was very interested as to why Colin was getting a bigger role this season. So, I thought mm. like he was going to have like an impact of relationship with the death. Okay. But then, secondly, I think it's very, and again, look, we've, <laughs> Back to high school literature class. I might be reading too much into this, but I was very interested to find that from that Colin shot, they literally in the same shots transition to Tom. Mm-hmm. Because what you just said is like, this is my purpose. What do I do now? Tom is having those exact feelings. I'm not going to talk about Tom yeah, in a second. Trust me. We will. But I just thought it was very interesting for them to be for them to share that shot. Um, speaking about reactions to the death, there's a there's a moment that. You could show me the script of this episode and it's in the script. I won't believe you because like, I think that's a thousand percent improvised. It's when they've all gone with Connor into like the second space. Uh And 
I don't. I was going to say Roman, but actually, and Kieran, okay, he does his little hug for, thing for his. Yeah, he reaches out for, for for Connor's hand, and Connor hugs him in this weird. And I was like, that, that's improv. That that there's no way that was in the script or directed. That was like that was Roman trying to like reach out to his eldest brother and comfort him, and then like it, but, it's just but Roman weird. Is, is Roman is like so like almost physically incapable of it's a weird physical caricature. Yeah, it's just I was just like, this is that is definitely just improvised. Um. We're going to take a quick break and I won't do that rather when we come back. See, I'm, I'm so emotionally distraught. I don't, I'm losing my words. When we come back, we're going to talk about, I don't know, actual things, actual analysis, maybe. Uh, we'll be right back. Perhaps, if we can manage it. Okay, um, we're back. And I mentioned earlier in this episode how I just really felt that this was just a great creative decision to kill him off in this episode and not like at the end of the season. So there definitely has to be a fallout amongst the kids, right, from from my thinking. I think you already have the fact that Roman was aligned with his dad for the last 12 or so hours. He basically fired Jerry on behalf of his dad. There's that voicemail, which may or may not play a part um, in, the, in the show going forward. I, I, We have that shot of Kendall and Shiv holding hands as they're about to go tell Connor. We have that obviously now in I'm sure instantly iconic shot of them of the hog. Um the way I read it is that that just means that we're priming ourselves for the breakup, the fallout. Like I don't think I don't know if this show ends with all of them being on the same page. I think we've seen them kind of be on the same page for the last three episodes. And I think that's just kind of like leading us to which is also the same way how Logan was so great the first two episodes because they knew he was going to die in episode three. Like, Brian Cox was, was on fire the first two episodes. So, I don't know. What do, you, what do you think? What does this move mean for you from a creative point of view? Well, I think that it opens up a lot of opportunities. Because, like I said before, um, this whole thing feels like sort of a new beginning, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have this big character who's no longer there. And because he's no longer there, the show will feel very different, which is why it would probably feel like a whole new, um, like a whole new narrative. Mm-hmm. So we have the siblings kind of moving against each other potentially, but we also have something that's very common in family run businesses where like the leader goes, all the lieutenants there mm-hmm. try to cut out the children because the children tend to be hapless. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we've like Frank, Carl, you know, Hugo, Carolina, all these people, Jerry. Tom, Jerry, like they've all been on some level comic effect, especially uh, Frank and Carl up until this point. But these are seasoned businessmen that have worked with Logan for upwards of four decades, mm-hmm. right? If they really wanted to get these people, like the kids out of anything good, they probably could, which is why when, um, when they were like, you know, do you guys want to be in on the statement? And I think one of them was like, you know, we just need five minutes. I was like, if you don't go and stand <laughs> in that press conference right now, you can't blame anybody for whatever happens to you. Because, I mean, Kendall put it best. Whatever we do today will be what we did the day mm. our father died. Mm-hmm. It will be remembered. This is how we will go down. That breakdown was so incredible from Kendall. Yeah, when he just, when he breaks down everything. He really did. stepped yeah. up. Mm. Um, and I think maybe the relatability of succession lies in the fact that we all understand success and failure. I've, you know, I've talked before about how succession is very good with, you know, not making wealth feel attractive, um, despite constantly showing us what it can do. And I think on some level, you know, I disagree with you on that actually, on how like it sometimes makes wealth unattractive. Just as a as a quick aside, 
And I think I disagree with you because of what industry and industry okay. makes you unattractive. Yeah, Succession. Industry, I, I want to live industry in that definitely world. Stepped, industry definitely stepped it up a notch because you actually forget that those characters are rich because they're yeah. suffering so much. Mm-hmm. So industry, I don't want to live. I don't want to be like, I wouldn't give anything to live that life that they live. But Succession, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I'll take it. I'll, I'll, I'm attracted to that. I'll take that. Yeah, I feel you. Um, but yeah, again, obviously, it's not like billions of suits. It doesn't. It's not like all glossy. I'm sorry, you mean, but yeah, yeah, it's not exactly wealth porn. But I would live the life of succession. A little familiar trauma. That's fine. That's, that's yeah. Fine. Like I'll, I'll figure it. But out. That's the thing. I I think that's how they kind of stand out. The fact that they do understand their characters in a lot mm. of ways. You know, um, it's not just like you know some just another the rich, the rich drama. It comes mm-hmm. back to how well you know these characters are being portrayed and. You know, leading up to to this point, like you know, I, th- I think we're meant to accept or or some or we're meant to believe that these first two episodes or even these first three all happen in the span of three days. Like each episode is a day. Um, and Brian, Brian Cox said that, and I think that makes sense. Mm-hmm. If we look at the beginning of the season with the birthday, right? I didn't really think of it that way at first. Moving into episode two as yeah, I thought it was more time next between. day. Yeah, between yeah. one and two, I thought it was more time. Yeah, but if we if we if we decide to assume for a moment that it is um a three day span, then that would mean that the next day after his birthday, because of what the kids have have done with Pierce, he decides let me go into ATN and show my face, mm-hmm. right? And then it ends up with the rehearsal, and then the rehearsal happens the day before the wedding. So then the wedding is the next day, right after that, mm-hmm. and you know Roman was actually very annoyed with Logan. One of the reasons he made that call um, and left that voicemail was because there's a part of him that's like, really, at this point, you you really wouldn't attend your own son's wedding. Mm-hmm. Like you attend a Shiv's wedding and that, you know, tells a lot about, you know, how Logan ranks these kids in his head. Um, but he went to Caroline's wedding. Yeah, he even went to Caroline's wedding. Um, but that one is more of like a show of power and force. <laughs> mm, but um, so, yeah, I, I think I think that's kind of led to Logan maybe spiraling in a sense like maybe he's spiraling more than we realize in these first few episodes so it could have been like the stress that obviously yeah. nobody's going to diagnose what happened to him but you're saying it could have just been like the, the stress of is is connor getting married on a friday i feel like this was either I'm, i I mean you know jesus rose but logan did not happy to everybody <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah i feel like this was maybe um friday and or it was sunday because they kept talking about when the market opens and yeah that the market does like not open on the, sunday is, is the market open on weekends no it is not the market decides to take a break they said they said should we wait till the markets close oh i Which thought they said to them no they said okay, actually if if they say if it's markets closed and that makes sense that means it's a friday friday because yeah, like, we do we do see roman showing on his phone that the stock tanked yeah once because, once word got out yeah because we're like should we keep them in the air till the markets close and then like the markets open off on Monday, so that's was like, why, why, Connor? Why are you getting married on a Friday, man? What's what's going maybe on? That was, maybe that was, I don't know. Maybe he felt that he wanted to make it like a like a Friday night outing for everybody who showed up, and a lot of people did show up. Oh yeah, but then a lot of people a lot of, left. Willa has a lot of black friends. Willa, this she was the really most black, black people I've seen. Also, just while we're on black people, we agreed that it was Greg, the girl that it, Greg was talking to that that spilled the news, right? Um, because she's a journalist. Yeah, I'm I'm willing to believe it was her or maybe it was Greg himself because when Tom made that I was going cuz I was saying I was going to talk uh, talk about Tom and Greg in a bit but you know 
Tom makes this call to Greg that's like, don't leak this. But when you leak it, make it make make sure make sure people know that I was here. <laughs> oh, okay. So I read that as don't leak this. But when you talk to like if you talk to people one on one, make sure they yeah. like you talk to the big people one on one. Actually, yeah. I, but I definitely think I it think like, it could have it, gone either way because yeah. Greg Greg actually has a funny way of doing things. I mean, Tom said that he has some Greglets there with him, right? But it makes you and it makes you wonder like what does Greg actually do that he needs three people to f- to fill Greg's role? Mm-hmm. But then you realize Greg does quite a lot for Tom. Like that whole executive assistant thing, they've got it into quite a rhythm. Like we know that they're the, you know, the dis- disgusting brothers and they're kind of bumbling idiots, but those guys get work done. Yeah. Like Tom has actually been, you know, he gets his stuff done and he's been, been he's kind of risen as a lieutenant um, for Logan. He's kind of gotten to the point, like he's gone to the point that maybe we, we see close to kind of where Carl is. He's not a Frank yet, because Frank, I'd say, is probably Logan's closest one Hugo? at the beginning of the Hugo. show. Hugo, not Carl. Hugo, maybe. Oh, you think he's higher yeah, than Hugo? Yeah, I think he's higher than Hugo now. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, he's head of ATN he at is head point. of ATN. And Logan was saying that he's getting ready to, like, get rid of Sid. So now Logan that- was going to kill two women. Yes. I just thought about no that. Good that like, that's not, really good, was, that's not a good look on him. It's very bad for the brand. And, you know, th- this reminds, you know, it, it, speaking of the spiraling, you know, I've, I've mentioned, or I mean, I've mentioned how he'd make these calls um, to Sid at night, right? And that yeah. reminds me of how Rupert Murdoch would call Kara Swisher, <laughs> uh, the world's best tech journalist. And, you know, because at that point, I think um, Kara was actually working for um, News Corp. Mm-hmm. So he would call her to like, talk about the internet and like all these tech companies and she's like, well, leave me alone. And there's so many similarities there. Um, there of course, there's similarities with, with other media billionaires like Sumner Redstone. But I think in this case, especially with this episode, it's very Murdochian because mm-hmm. one thing that happened in 2018, all of a sudden that nobody expected was Rupert Murdoch collapsed on his super yacht and all his kids I were- I didn't know in, that. Yeah, he collapsed on his super yacht. And this yacht is crazy, by the way. It's kind of like, it's, it makes mansions look tame. And he collapses there. I think he's with the person he was dating at the time or his fourth wife. Isn't he about and to get married again? He got married. He's most re- I don't know if he's getting married again. I'm, no, I no, he's check, literally but- engaged 2023. I know. I know this. Okay, then that would be his fifth marriage. That would be a new wife, yeah. Because yeah. his fourth marriage um, happened a few years ago when he turned 90. She, I think that person is about 40, something like that. What so. a combination. What an incredible combination of words. His fourth marriage happened a few years ago when he turned 90. Yeah, that's that's the world we're living in. Um, but yeah, he collapsed on that yacht, and all his children had to decide, like they had to come in from wherever they were to figure out what was going on. And I think the first episode of Succession and this episode of Succession that we just watched kind of take some cues from that real life event. Yeah, because it's such a bad situation to be like your parent is ostensibly dying somewhere. You can't mm-hmm. do anything about it. You can't come in. Um, of course, and the difference here is that Murdoch survived that and he's still, you know, alive and kicking today and, you know, I guess getting engaged, um, whereas Logan didn't. And now we're going to see, you know, quite a lot of fallout, as you said. So yeah. I feel like there's a lot of trends that people would have to kind of give, like, like put their finger on. Um, I don't know. Like, how do you feel about, about what each person might do? Like, I know everybody reacted differently. Everybody mm-hmm. processed differently through the course of the episode. But now I guess we have to think about what they're going to do going forward. Um, okay, let me, let's, I guess let's be quick. Uh, first of all, so I just did a quick Google and Rupert Murdoch has canceled his wedding. So they were engaged oh for, for two weeks. <laughs> okay. two, two week engagement. Um, also, this episode reminded me a lot about, 
it reminded me a lot of episode two of season one, Shit Show at the Fuck mm-hmm. Factory, just because obviously that was the first time that you thought, oh, this guy's about to die. Yeah. Um, okay. So we obviously have that. Um, the kids have had two businesses in the first, and if you're going two days, it's two businesses in two days, because you obviously had the hundred, they canceled out, went for PGN. Now, obviously, Waste is in play, right? So you're like, there's the option of do they just say fuck PGN while going back to fight for? Does it go back like you said to becoming, in Logan's words, a fight for a knife in the mud? Are they going back for for Waste? I feel like they have no choice. Because I remember in the trailer, not going to do the deal without. Yeah, but I remember in the trailer there's a scene where obviously Roman is like telling Martin, "We're going to fuck you, you and everything. <laughs> I hate you, whatever." And I always thought that was like. Even this episode, I thought that was him going on behalf of his dad. So I thought maybe his dad was not going to die or his dad was going to die and they weren't going to like make it public. He was still going to act to, to Martin like he was alive. Anyways, so obviously we know, even if it's just Roman or it could be all the kids, they're going to interact with Martin regarding this deal. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, like, it's, I, I don't think maybe they might want to buy PGN to add it to the thing. It's important that um, Tom says in the beginning of this episode that uh, Martin is a bit wary on the sectioning off of ATN and then Logan says that's off the table but now Logan is the one off the table so like mm-hmm. do they sell ATN and bring PGN like do, do, do you get what I mean like yeah, oh, yeah just, just like I can't which is again why I just really love that he died in episode 3 even though I would have loved to see more Brian Cox like there's just so many things that could happen if he dies in the penultimate scene of, of the season of the show it's not it's the end. Yeah. It's not, you're not seeing the fallout. It's the end. And, the then they, and then it's like, okay, so who takes over now? Like, do is it open-ended? Like, it won't feel earned like when we see them just like crown somebody. Yeah. Right? So, and we, we don't, we definitely don't want like, you know, yeah, it's like, season finale situation. Put it in, in terms that popcorn for listeners can understand or even people that like listen to your voice can understand. <laughs> this is Viserys dying in episode eight. And right, and now the the war. This begins. is that literally, yeah. Like, there's Viserys dies in episode eight, and then this, and then we have like two episodes just to see how people process that information. And now we have the rest of the show to deal with the fallout because that the Dance of the Dragons is the fallout of Viserys's death. That's what the yeah. whole thing is. And obviously, I hope, I hope it's it will be Kendo Shaver and Roman versus the world, but that's not going to be the case. I'm sorry, I just I can't see that that happening. I feel like that breakup is happening and it might be dire or it might be something that they can't fix. We don't know. Um, which is what I've always said. That like, I don't think, I don't care about, no, no I do care from a, from a watching TV point of view, but mm-hmm. I'm not like fully invested as to who wins the company. I don't think that's what the show is about. I don't think the show yeah. is about who becomes CEO at the end. That's not how, that's not the story of the show. That's not the summary of what Jesse Armstrong is trying to say. I think it's a lot more about who do these characters overcome either their trauma or themselves or yeah. um are, or are they the ones that we're lampooning are they the the object of the satire it's yeah i don't know i i'm way more interested in all of that than, yeah I, I get you, hey, you know, we see we, we think we, we tend to think of succession as a show about family a show about money and power right mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. list really could go on it's about a lot of things but i think at its core really it's a show about mortality because the show mm. starts like right like right from the beginning it starts with the idea of i am retiring to let my son take over so the next generation can come on. Like that, that's a thing we do in life because of mortality. If we weren't going to die, we was no, there, there wouldn't be anything about like, you know, somebody 
let me groom somebody to take over, right? Then he changes mm-hmm. his mind because he decides, you know, he's not going to respect the idea of mortality and he's going to continue on. So really, Logan has been living on borrowed time for the past, let's say, mm-hmm. one year. Like, we're, we're still assuming it's one year, right? I'm still assuming that, so yeah, yeah. for the past year, he's been living on borrowed time these past three seasons. And I think one of the reasons he cares about legacy so much is the fact that he values life itself a lot less. You know, Brian Cox himself has described Logan as a misanthrope. Um, I think that's why mm-hmm. Logan doesn't seem to care how he leaves the world itself or how his endeavors damage it much to the ire of his brother, Ewan. Um, <laughs> of course, we know that's one of the main differences between him and his brother. Um, but along these lines, Brian Cox has actually said that Logan doesn't see people as worth respecting. And I think it makes you wonder what kinds of things happen in his life to contribute to that worldview. Like Jesse, is, Jesse and, 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 you know, Mark, different people involved in you know, the collaboration that is this show have planted hints here and there as to what shaped Logan. I remember um, in the Austerlis episode when we saw the scars on his back, for example, when, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In, season, um, in season two, when he doesn't want to, you know, go near the house that he grew up in. He's like, yeah, I'm not coming out of this car, that type of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And funny enough, you know, Jesse Armstrong himself has said that Logan probably would see the way he died in this episode as a good way to go. I mean, he's on a private plane surrounded by all the people that, you know, say yes, sir. <laughs> um, he, mm-hmm. I, he would see it as a kind of a happy episode. You know, he's going to do a deal, do what he does best, argue with like people who think they know more than him. And his children are whispering in his ear that they love him. I mean, from Logan's point of view, this is actually not a bad way to go, but this is devastating for everybody else. Um, so I, I mean, we, I wonder what signs we can say were there. I remember like when people were looking for, you know, with, with, with um, season three, the promotional poster had like people in different places and everything. And we talked about mm-hmm, that towards mm-hmm. the end of the season. Um, but in this case, people were looking for all that. It's like, oh, is this somebody, some people are wearing ties. Some people are not like who look whose reflection is here. Whose reflection, like, it's just so many things. But one thing, one thing I, I'm, I'm thinking about now is the fact that if you look at that main promotional poster, there is a plane in the reflection of the building. <laughs> Is there? There is a plane. Oh, wow. There is it's a fucking plane. Bastards. Like, wow. The, um, these guys really play with us, but yeah. Um, Logan prequel series starring James McAvoy and Ewan McGregor. As, he's not tall enough, but let's just go with him. HBO Greenlighted. Let's Yo, go. James McAvoy as Logan. Gold. Ewan McGregor as, as Ewan. <laughs> Let's 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 anybody do it. watching this on YouTube just saw my eyes turn into saucers as I processed that. I'm like, whoa, that's not bad. Uh, okay, let's spend five minutes or maybe 10 minutes talking about Tom and, and Chuckles the Clown and Greg as well, I guess. Carrie, um, <laughs> <laughs> Carrie's reaction. Uh, shout out Zoe Winters. I don't like Carrie, but the actress is very no, good. She, she's um, so good in this role. She's so and good. <laughs> seeing her smile and laugh just gives a lot of context to the the audition tape. You're like, oh, she doesn't know how to process emotions. Literally. That's why she was laughing during the audition. This is what I was saying. She was just nervous. I was telling Jibs last week, I'm like, yo, she has no idea what she's doing. (laughs) Oh oh my God. Uh, Yeah. So for Tom and Chuckles, especially as in, my thing I kept thinking was like, what do you do when your umbrella gets blown away by the wind? Like what? I what what happens? Like Tom, you've lost Tom and 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 
Carrie, you've lost your protection. He was like, their what cover. What happens next? And I mean, I looked at the weeks ahead trailer and she is in shambles. I'll tell oh, you. I skipped that. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I skipped I skipped that trailer. She is in shambles. I'll tell you that. And I, that, I, I that think, is, and the funny thing is nobody's, nobody's going to take her seriously. That's why it's sad. Mm-hmm. Because we literally saw it happen. We literally right saw in front it. of her face, they weren't taking Carolina her seriously. Carolina was like, well... Speaking of, Carolina is cold, bro. Did you know that? So Carolina has always been stone cold. Look, I told you, Carolina is like, this is just a job. This is a. I'm not like, I'm not invested she, like you guys. This is nah, not emotional. She for is me. the queen of. I don't care. I'll pass the message. Just let me. Just when, when he told her about good Jerry, Carolina Jerry, episode. that's Very her friend. Good Carolina episode. Yeah, I mean Jerry's Jerry's family. Jerry's shift's godmother. Like Jerry, this is part of Jerry's life. Carolina is like, Mm-mm, this is personal. I don't like. She was like, oh, you're, you're getting rid of Jerry. Okay, we can make it work. And then she's and right there on the spot. She brings up spin of like how they can sell it, and she's just so clinical and efficient. Like, man, love her. You have, you have respect. Yes, I I can imagine Karina and Jess just meeting up at a bar on the weekend, like having a full life outside outside Logan and and, and Kendall. Yeah, but yeah, like. <sighs> Shave kind of opened the door to Tom. I mean, not to be cynical, I think I think just the tragedy of everything obviously brings them to closer closer because like mm-hmm. Tom is actually being decent. Shave behaves terribly and then apologizes immediately. Like it's like it's almost like we have to it's almost a truce, basically. And and like when Shave is like, Tom, would you tell me what happened again? That's not she doesn't want to know what happened again. She just doesn't want to be alone. She doesn't want to go back to wherever she's staying alone. She wants to have somebody that she can hold for this time and i've always been of the opinion that that relationship was was real not that it was good or perfect or like i really felt like there was genuine love there let me, let me put it like that that's the best way to actually put it mm-hmm. and that love is shrouded a lot of lot of weird shit but i've always just really felt like there's some genuine love there and i think in this moment just shift just couldn't be alone so she asked Tom to so yeah my point is i don't know what happens with those guys like does the divorce continue or not Tom really does, doesn't have a, a protection, but you can also see his reaction when he's talking to Greg, like he's emotionally. I, like I think Tom, I know, Tom fully respected Logan. I think he wasn't just afraid of him, but he saw him as someone to look up to, someone who essentially mm-hmm, brought mm-hmm. him up. And, you know, one thing I was going to say in this episode before I really knew what was going to happen, like I, I remember thinking last week that, oh, I'll talk about this next week, how upon further inspection, things aren't looking too good for Tom. And this, mm-hmm. and this is something I was saying when Logan was alive, right? <laughs> because at this rate, he's not going to, like, he's not going to really manage his divorce well. Honestly, calling all the different divorce lawyers and, like, you know, conflicting them out is an amateur move. Because in general, especially at this level, um, with, this, with this amount of, of wealth and stakes, you want somebody on the other side who is good as good as the person that you have. Because other than that, it's going to drag along. It's going to be very stupid. You don't want somebody representing themselves as well. It's just not the best kind of situation. Mm -hmm. I think that he started to realize that I was maybe going to ease up. I think maybe Logan letting him do that was was maybe Logan's way of sabotaging things. I, I wonder if Logan was just trying to really mess with people and sabotage them in ways they didn't fully understand. Even this whole thing that makes him look like he's committed to ensuring that Jerry and Roman are enemies. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that's something I've thought about before because, I mean, Brian Cox has said, you know, he, he's not sure that Logan had an affair with Rhea Jarrell, but he feels that it, in his own portrayal of Logan, that Logan had an affair with Jerry when she first joined. Mm-hmm. 
And I think okay. maybe that's why the idea of Jerry and Roman being intimate rattles him so much. And he's doing his best to separate them, right? So I think maybe with Tom and Shiv, he wants to make sure that they don't get divorced. But at the same time, it's not, it's not entirely clear that, that he would care. However, oh, yeah, okay, go ahead. Yeah, however, with Logan dead now, Tom no longer has that cover that he would have had if he had left Shiv. So now that Shiv needs him, I can actually maybe see a situation where Tom starts to reconcile with Shiv or maybe even push for that reconciliation, not just because he loves her and she needs him, but because Tom is actually good of, he's actually one of the best characters in this show when it comes to assessing his own prospects. He's very honest. <laughs> he's very honest with mm -hmm. himself about where things are going. And I think that's why he's lasted so long. Tom looks yeah. very hapless in season one. Like the first few, few episodes, you're like, who is this idiot that just got lucky to marry this girl? And then you watch the show and you're like, okay, this guy is actually constantly on the pulse. Like there's a reason he survived. So mm -hmm. I think that's, that's something that's going to continue. I think maybe, you know, they might not end up getting divorced or maybe they will, but it will happen later. I think maybe they, I think at this point they would need some kind of renewal of their fallout to continue said separation because right mm -hmm. now, they're kind of leaning on each other because, again, Tom is also emotionally broken a bit. Well, we do know there's that conversation that still has to come that's in the trailer. And I'm assuming that'll be next episode, probably, mm -hmm. of um, where he says, there are so many times, I can't remember the exact word, but like, there's so many times you've hurt me or whatever he says in the balcony of the apartment. Mm -hmm. uh, so maybe they do finally have that talk that, that she was avoided. Uh, I don't think it to be fair, even though it would be very powerful for the cause. I don't think it'd be fair to not just quickly touch on the fact that Connor and Will are married. Yeah, I was literally just about to say, we do not want to be the guys talking about an episode <laughs> titled Connor's Wedding. Connor's Wedding. That don't talk about Connor's actual wedding. Like, I was about to actually skip Connor. <laughs> we can't I was be like, those no, guys. come on. Come on. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, Connor, fair play to him. He doesn't let the death of a man who he loved, but clearly never respected him as, as much as he should have brewing his day. Like, I'm sure it was, obviously wasn't a happy thing to get married on that day, but like, yeah, it's almost like Logan doesn't deserve for him to end his wedding. Like, Logan wasn't even coming. Yeah, and that's so sad because people were really expecting it. And you can see even from the guests, many of them were hoping to see Logan Roy because Logan, mm -hmm. Logan is the biggest celebrity. Like, again, everything revolves around him, right? So... Yeah. Every time something is happening, even with that that girl who showed up with uh, with Greg in episode one, that went to ask him for a selfie, like <laughs> ching. I, honestly, I, I I can't. But but yeah, like all these different people who are around, like they they want to get a glimpse of the Royce, and hmm. which is why it was so funny to me when Kendall's like when when Roman's like, you know, it's great that everybody's here and like you know they want to see us, but is there any private room that we can go to where we don't have to interact with people? <laughs> that was too funny. Um. Yeah, I think. Oh, the tidbit about um, the loony cake was 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 heartbreaking. Yeah, that was actually very sad. Um, I, I I think it's interesting that this season we've been getting more and more information, little by little, about Connor's mom. Um, yeah. I wonder, you know, I wonder how she would she would have been at, at this wedding. But yeah, I think it's cool that they did actually get married. Um, even after, even though it it's, it happened immediately following um him finally asking her the question that's been on everybody's mind mm -hmm. since season one mm -hmm. are you with me for money <laughs> so that i, I thought and that i was think hilarious. i've realized i think i might have realized that i'm a room i'm a romantic when it comes to fictional couples mm. because i've also never always wanted to subscribe to the idea that maybe i just find i think that's maybe i think that's too easy 
that Willa was entirely with him just for money. Like, I've always felt like she felt something there as well. 100%. I mean, I remember in season three at Kendall's birthday where she was, like, defend, she, defending him. She she was mm-hmm, acting like a partner. Mm-hmm. Even this season, she looks elevated somehow. Like, she doesn't look uh, like... She looks kind of like she's... Oh, she looks the part. She's yeah. blonder. Yeah. Like, no, she, she looks she looks the part of what she should look like. Exactly. I mean, not everybody would agree if she looks better, but she looks the part of what she should look like. Definitely. Uh, like blonder and like that kind of quote-unquote trophy wife for a right-wing presidential candidate. Like, yeah, she looks the part. Uh, but yeah, no, as in, I believe what she says. I like, She's like, look, yeah, there's some security here. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't say I love you, but she... She's like, I'm she not leaving, at least not today. Yeah. And I'm like, that like, is, I, I appreciate that honesty. <laughs> I think that's good enough for him. I, I genuinely think yeah. that's good enough for him. Like, it's good enough for him. It's, yeah. it's good enough for me. Actually, you know, you, <laughs> now that you mentioned presidential candidates, isn't it funny that we're three episodes in and we haven't seen Mencken, but I know oh, that no, he's gonna, probably going to show up next episode. Yeah, we're going to get big, we're going to big, big Mencken. Like, <laughs> I'm with not... Logan not being around, that is a massive fallout for the election. Yeah. I wonder what that's going to do to Connor's prospects. <laughs> I think we're getting Steven Root back as well, oh. who is always a pleasure to see Steven Root from the HBO fam. Yeah. I'm buying a few weeks. Honestly, I think more people like that could just keep showing up out the woodwork and I wouldn't complain, mm-hmm. but, but I just keep imagining Marsha <laughs> appearing. <laughs> Marsha! <laughs> Logan's dead. Literally. I like, forgot so about Marsha. So Marsha is definitely going to show up like in the next few episodes because... I wonder if there'll be a funeral. There will, like, definitely, be a funeral there will definitely be a funeral and Marsha will definitely show. I see Rhea Jarrell mm-hmm. showing up as well. I see Caroline Collingwood showing up. There is no way. Like most of these people will want to be there. I if, don't think Rhea show. Why would Rhea show? I feel like she might. I don't know. I just have this feeling that she might for yeah. some reason. But we'll, we'll see how it goes. But I know Marsha is definitely going to show up. And, yeah. and the fact that Logan is fully rolling around with Kerry unapologetically now makes me feel like, you know, his, his, his marriage to Marsha has fully dissolved now. Like... Either they've gone their separate well, ways or they're, or they're she's separated. Just in, she's just in Milan fight and f- um, shopping, shopping forever. Yeah, so it is what it is. So. Um, yeah, I mean, because I, I figured that obviously this would be what brings Eowyn back. Mm-hmm. Of so course, maybe there will be a funeral be episode tomorrow. There might be yeah. a, at least a scene, probably. Um, or, yeah, or, so I don't or, know or they could just off-screen it. You know, Succession yeah. doing stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if it, it might just come and then it's like the day after the funeral or something. Anyways, um... Yeah, obviously, this was... And again, another hint was when... So when episode two was not written by Jesse Armstrong and directed by Mark Mylott, I was like, oh, okay, it's probably going to be episode three because you know they're going to do the first two and probably the last two. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, I'll get to something big. Anyways, okay. Um, uh. Guys, again, we apologize for obviously it coming late. That's way beyond our control, but we hope that we probably get screeners for coming episodes. If not, whichever way, we promise you we'll have episodes out just, just a bit later than normal. Um... But yeah, everybody, thank you. Thank you for going through this this ride with me, Succession. I think with this episode has probably cemented itself now, as in like, like even though it ha- it, ha- it has had some great episodes, I don't know if it's had one that like people would put with like the Ozymandias kind of yeah, people. This so, might, yeah, this might, this is shaping up to be the Succession episode. Like, yeah. and so, that's something that you really have to build. Like they couldn't have had the episode have this much impact without everything they've you know, so painstakingly given us up till this point. Like, th- this is the, it's the kind of impact that you really have to earn. And it's one of those things that's like, I'm so proud that like, you know, I got to see this when it happened. You know, it's one mm-hmm, of those shows mm-hmm. that you're just, you're just happy yeah. that you got a chance to actually watch 
um, in that time and be part of the conversation. Yeah, and I knew not to go on, not to go online until I'd watched it. I hundred percent knew I was not going to do that. Oh yeah, I, there's, there. there's this one friend of mine who's always running into spoilers, and she's she's going to listen to this. I had to specifically yeah. go and warn her: please stay off the internet. <laughs> please. Like, you go, I went on Twitter and literally Succession, Logan, Brian Cox, Shiv were all trending. I was like, oh Jesus Christ! Thank God I'd watched the episode. Yeah, the, for me, Euphoria was also trending, and I don't know why. I was like, why? Why do <laughs> I keep <laughs> like what? <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah no this is let's let's end it here i mean i could have spent another a whole ep- episode talking about directing of this episode of this episode the fact that we don't actually see logan die like we don't see like a big him i think that's part whatever. of what made it so real honestly so good like yeah i mean how many times the directions so everyone good. that uh, everyone that i've lost in my life i wasn't there when they passed away like you you hear it via phone call or by somebody telling you like those are just that's just the way life is anyway um okay thank you very much for listening guys uh, it would be just want you to know that I'm good this is fine this is nothing at all thank you for the consideration I very much don't believe honestly you. I thought I thought this episode was going to be just me talking about, us talking about Roman and Jerry that's how I thought this episode was going to be at the start and then mm. they were like no more important things are coming okay um, yeah thank you everybody for listening please please so, um, rate and review on whatever platform you're listening on if you're watching on YouTube please subscribe and yeah join us next weekend We'll be talking about Succession without Brian Cox for the first time ever. Wild. And we'll be joined by the great Oscar winner, Daniel Kalia. Bye, guys.